Hello everyone, this is Carrie with Unicorn Company. First of all, I want to begin the news with an announcement. Recently, Craig Gulledge, the executive officer of the Catalyst Demo Team, passed away. While I never personally met him, he was active in the community and with the Demo Team. And he helped to spread the word about the game that we all love. <clears throat> he was also the author of the newest Spotlight On release, Manyfold Paths, that follows a ComGuard unit from the Battle of Tukiad through the Great Refusal and the Word of Blake Jihad. The sourcebook is on sale on the Catalyst web store for $3.99, and a portion of each purchase will be donated to Craig's family to help with his final expenses. Among other news and announcements is the release of Interstellar Operations Alternate Eras and Interstellar Operations Battle Force. <clears throat> These are each available on the web store. Alternate Eras is $14.99 for PDF only and $44.99 for PDF and print copy. Battle Force is $19.95 for PDF only and $49.99 for print and PDF. There are plans to release a counter pack soon for the Battle Force rules, so you'll have all the counters. Um, there is no date or price um, shown on these yet. Additionally, for those of us lucky enough to be at Adepticon while I record this, you will be able to get your hands on Technical Readout Dark Age, a compilation of mechs from Technical Readouts 3067, 3075, 3085, 3145, 3150, Irregulars, and Prototypes. Hopefully this product will be reaching normal retail distribution soon. Catalyst will also attempt to have four of the Alien Worlds map packs available uh, for sale at their booth as well. Finally, a new novel, Dragon Rising, set in the Dark Age by Ilsa J. Black, covering the rise of Katana Tormark and her, and her ascent to the uh, position of Warlord of Daron, um, is on sale now as well. And that is in print-on-demand and PDF only through Amazon. <clears throat> so, I don't have a script for most of today, and the reason for that is because we are going to be covering tactics in regards to Alpha Strike and the use of lances. I know over the past couple past few weeks we've gone ahead and talked about the different kinds of lances, their roles, what they do, how they work, and all that. Um, I want to go ahead and finally sort of put all that into perspective and give you an idea of you know the tactics and strategy that you might use with those. So today we're going to start off with a classic, and it is the um, <clears throat> combination of the fire support lance, the recon lance, and the um, battle lance. So this is a very effective combination in Alpha Strike. It's actually what I took to the Tennessee, the tournament in Tennessee a few years back, and completely swept the tournament. It essentially lets you have the Recon Lance, which for the most part, what I would use it for is for spotting for obviously for the fire support elements. But um, in doing so, I would use it in a way that I didn't use Forward Observer so much as I used the ability, the, the I think it was Maneuvering Ace, the ability that lets you go through woods, which is amazing so that about those two abilities linked up are the primary part of the force um <clears throat> and usually i wouldn't stick to like really heavy slow moving 
fire support units, more stuff that has moderate to, to quick speed, a decent amount of indirect fire, and, you know, is just capable of repositioning as needed to keep line of sight blocked between it and other enemy units. Um, meanwhile, the recon elements use speed to essentially dodge fire and call in fire support on single targets at a time to eliminate them from the battlefield. So b between these two, you have the battle lance. And while I'm a big fan of like the cavalry lance, because it gives me a little bit more speed on some units, the utility is not there when you compare it to the battle lance. The battle lance is just by far superior, um, which is why in the uh, the Unicorn 500 rule set that I'm building, you can only have one of each type of lance. That way you can't take three battle lances and just have all the lucky. But that one battle lance does a lot of work, especially given that it lets you reroll your attacks. And in doing so, it just makes you way, way more effective at hitting targets. So, you know, I mean, essentially with that, you're going to use, you would use the recon lance, obviously, for reconnaissance. Um, but the battle lance, you would use essentially as a, a, I'm saying essentially too much, I apologize. But you'd use the battle lance to draw fire. Um, it's, I mean, it's not a, not a pleasant job for them to have. So you're going to want stuff that has a decent target move modifier, usually stuff that has 10 inches of move, so it has at least a 2 to two target movement modifier. Um, that way your opponent's not attacking you on a TMM of one because for that, yeah, you soak up damage, but it, it adds up really quick. The TMM of two does a little bit to mitigate that. And <clears throat> overall, you go with decently speedy, heavy hitting units such as like the Nova H or the Vulture C, I think it is. I think it's a Vulture C, but you go with like like heavy hitting fast units, almost almost glass cannons, because they're going to burn through the lucky ability quickly, but they're going to take a lot of stuff with them. Meanwhile, your fire support units stay in the back until it's absolutely necessary for them to come out and actually play. And by that time, hopefully you've softened everything up enough to where they're going to be able to finish things off. And if you're lucky, you'll still have one or two recon unit mechs left and they can backstab and just kind of get in there to mess with your opponent. Um, I mean, a variation on this is obviously to take the cavalry lance instead of the battle lance. The problem with this uh, setup is that you do run into the problem of, well, yeah, you're, you're kind of exposed. Um, you are going to have roughly the same modifiers as the battle lance would have had, and you don't have the extra hitting ability. You, I mean, heck, you don't even get a modifier for the plus two, T, uh, plus two movement to your TMM, which I think if you did on speed demon it would add a, it would add a bit of utility to that so you could take like a speed you know a, a speed 10 mech push it up well speed 12 mech push it up to 14 and then suddenly you have something that's having a three target move um but i also understand the reason for that because you could also put like a really crazy mech in there that has like a three or a four already and just watch it go to town with with a plus you know a plus five or a plus four tmm which would not be fun for anybody. Well, I take it wouldn't be fun for the people on the receiving end of it, but on the giving end, yes, it would kind of be a little bit fun. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I did want to go ahead and 
you know, kind of touch on what's going on over at Unicorn Company here with the Trevor Project, um, with the raffle that we're doing. So, I don't know, I haven't put a lot of time towards the, the tactics in there, but there's not a lot to put in there, really. Um, before I go into the Trevor Project stuff, there's really not a lot to put into the tactics. It's it's more efficiently using cover for your for your fire support units and also for the recon units, keeping them in woods because they can walk through them at their leisure, you know, and just making sure you don't get completely plastered at some point. So a lot of maneuver, you know, fire maneuver, cover, <clears throat> just keep yourself from getting cornered and, and stuff like that. One good type of unit to use in this situation are VTOLs because you can't take a VTOL and just stick that sucker up at elevation 20 and it can see the world, like the whole world. Um, but yeah, and of course, you know, it's it's interesting in, in how that, that, that combination works and how effective it is. I have tried others and quite frankly, nothing really comes close to it, but yeah, so, Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about the Trevor Project as well. Um, as you all know, we have a, well, you may know, we have a raffle going on for the Trevor Project. Um, as it stands right now, we have support from multiple companies. Um, I don't have them all listed in front of me, but the ones that come to mind immediately are Death Ray Designs, um, Aries Games and Miniatures, and, uh, oh shoot, I forgot the other one. Death Ray Designs, Aries Games and Miniatures, and, um, oh, what's the last one? I just forgot it. That's horrible. Oh, Fortress Games and Miniatures, all of whom are awesome, awesome, um, people who are helping out with this, and I really do appreciate it. Also, I do have the artists who are helping, and they are turning in some amazing work, I will, as soon as I can, I will, I will start posting on some groups about all the prizes and everything that are available. So far, we have, so we received seven force packs, one of which may get cannibalized to fill out the unit, um, leaving six force packs as secondary prizes, as well as uh, each of which would come with a um, poster. And it's the retail poster, for those of you who are curious. And of course, also there's the, I have two sets of dice, uh, one from Death Ray, one from Ares. And then of course you have, oh, there is terrain. Um, I'm gonna be printing it. So the terrain is being provided by a person who has his stuff on Hardware Studios. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. And I should have notes with me and I so apologize for not having them. Um, but, yeah, his uh, his buildings, in talking to him, he does it in, as he described it, Soviet brutalism, which, if you have any idea what that means, it's like the really big, chunky, um, really, really industrial buildings, like, like utilitarian. There's not much to them that is, like, far future or anything like that. It's it's the kind of stuff you might actually expect to see in like a clan world. Um, I'm going to be printing off two sets, a smaller set that is specifically for 
as a secondary prize and a larger set that will go with the Clan Nova Cat G Galaxy unit that is being raffled off. And that unit right now, we are probably looking at, given everything that everybody is donating and, and all the work that everyone's doing, I think we're going to hit Trinary. I think, I think it's going to be a trinary of units. So you're looking at 45 units overall. Um, and, you know, it's something that I think is, is pretty awesome that, you know, we're able to do this and get this all organized and together and, you know, something that's very, for a very good cause. And, you know, I really, I really do believe that the Battletech community is full of awesome people and we can help raise a good amount of money for this charity. So if you want to go ahead and get involved as far as being able to win some of the units for the raffle or some of the stuff for the raffle, the what you do is you go to the Trevor Project website. And when you're there, you donate at least a minimum of $5. And for every $5 you donate, you get one entry. So the way it works is after you've made your donation, you go ahead and send the confirmation email, which will show the amount that you donated to trevorbtraffle at gmail.com. Once we've received that, you'll get a confirmation email from us letting you know that, you know, hey, we got your, your entry and here's how many tickets you have. Um, I do need to get a roll of tickets, which I, I mean, I didn't think that I was going to need to or anything like that, but, and, you know, the amount of support and, and goodwill that the com community is putting out is awesome. Um, but everybody will get assigned a raffle ticket number and we'll do a live drawing in, uh, at the beginning of July. So we are taking entries all the way up until 1159 on june 30th and that's eastern time and then on july 2nd i believe it is the first saturday in july we will be doing the drawing on um on my youtube channel and the winners will be notified by email as far as their uh you know as far as what they've won if you know what they've won and we'll get in contact with them to find out you know addresses and everything to send it to so you know right now we've raised around 200 dollars. i'm hoping like my goal for this was like a thousand but <clears throat> with the amount of stuff that's being given away with this i mean I, I can easily see it surpassing that and like i said with the community being full of such awesome people I totally see this surpassing, you know, a thousand dollars. Um, otherwise let's see. I mean, that's about it for, you know, for most of the news I've, as far as like, and something I haven't covered in a while is commissions. Um, lately I have been doing a couple commissions on the workbench here. So in addition to the miniatures that I'm painting for the raffle, I have painted up a, binary of clan Novacat alpha galaxy and uh clan not clan wolf's dragoons delta company or delta regiment sorry i think it's delta they're the ones that are um pretty much tan 
and all of them have come out wonderfully and I'm hoping my clients gonna like them a lot because these are awesome um, if you know if anybody is you know does want commissions done or anything like that feel free to contact me um, I normally do it through commissions by carry but you know I mean, whatever works. If if you just want to message me on the the form, the not forums on the, uh, <sighs> my brain's all scattered today. I do apologize. If you want to message me on the Facebook group, the Unicorn Company Facebook group, go ahead and do that. Or um, if you want to join our Discord, we do have a Discord, and that also, you know, the Trevor Company artists, the Trevor Project artists, they are they are putting up their work on on there i will be able to show off what they've been doing um because a lot of what they've been doing is pretty pretty damn awesome i mean i, I just i don't know where to start with with how great these people are and how you know how they how much they've done as far as you know just the art alone and i'm really hoping that yeah, um, I'm hoping that we make a difference, even if it's a little one, because this is for something really good. And I know I'm, I'm rambling, and I apologize. But, I mean, that's what I do on a podcast, right? I ramble. I talk. I talk to everybody about Battletech stuff. Um, oh, my goodness. One other thing I wanted to cover. Apparently, I am canon. Um, in Bonds of Battle, I believe it is, which comes with the Clan Invasion um, starter box. Give me a second. I gotta take a small drink. So the Clan Invasion starter box comes with a small little, small little booklet by Blaine Pardo, um, a little short story. And in there is, it's before my name changed, but there I am, Chu E. Carrie Schumer of the Draconis Combine Mustard Soldiery. I mean, had I had my choice, I would be somewhere in like the Fed Sons or the Nova Cats, but hey, I will, I will gladly take, um, being part of the people who end up poisoning the water on Constance, I believe it is, because yeah, you know, at least in the inner sphere, there, there's war crimes and then there's war crimes and apparently we committed the minor of the two. Um, but as far as I know, that also, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting that I, you know, I, I've been, I've been playing Battletech since I was like 14. I am 42. So I find it really interesting and really amazing that I have been canonized. And, um, if anybody wants to do me a favor, I don't think Blaine was paying attention when he wrote the response from Carrie to David, and and David refers to Carrie as a guy. So if anyone out there wants to do me a massive favor and write a story involving um, what's left of the the oh, I forget what they're called, not the Home Guard. They, they had a special name, the Honor Guard. The Honor Guard poisoning the water supply and just mentioning Carrie and her or she um, in the same sentence as, you know, as far as referencing her, that would be awesome, even if I am the one to dump whatever I, whatever got dumped into the water, you know. At least it would kind of fix that little problem there. But yeah, you know, so... Um, <clears throat> So, of course, on all my Discord stuff, except for the Unicorn Company Discord, 
I have gone and changed my title to 2E Carry. So if you see me there, you know, you'll be able to recognize me pretty quickly. And um, yeah, you know, I still do have my not so soft spot in my heart for Blaine. And that's just because, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, other follow-ups, if any of you follow the YouTube channel, you will know that I did a review of the Wolfhound, um, the, the Wolfhound 2C, <clears throat> the exclusive miniature, which one of my, one of, one of my people was so awesome to get to me. I really appreciate it. Uh, Patrick over in California actually got that to me. I am working on a custom post one for him, which I'll share photos in the Facebook group of that miniature. I have to say this, while the miniature itself is pretty decently detailed, there's a little bit of flash, it's not a huge problem. Um, first of all, I would totally have loved if the head were separate, because Patrick wants me to reposition the head, but looking at how they did it, it's not going to work. Um, it's simply because they've embedded the head into the chassis, into the, the torso a little bit. And if you look at all the art, it's not embedded into the torso at all. Um, so that's a slight problem. And quite frankly, it's a little bit too hard to, to dig that out and make it work. And other than that, I don't know what kind of resin they used for this. But it glues together horribly. I mean... I've worked with a lot of materials, so, you know, as a follow-up on all of everything I talked about in the video, if you've watched it, if you haven't, go ahead and check it out. It, check it out. It's on uh, Unicorn Company Podcast YouTube channel. Um, yeah, the, the resin is just really, it's, it's really soft. It reminds me of the soft plastic from the third edition box set. And... Yeah, it, it totally does not like being glued together. It's it's very, very much like, yeah, no, you're not going to glue me together, at least not today. So, yeah, there is that. Um, otherwise, you know, I think that's about it. And I've been rambling a little bit. And like I said, I really didn't have a script for today. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Alpha Strike tactics with, with the, the combination of the battle, fire, and... Um, Recon Lance, because that, in my opinion, is the classic Alpha Strike trio of, of units that gives you the most bang for your buck. Um, but, you know, I also want to talk about a few other things. And, yeah, and of course, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, the executive officer of the Catalyst Demo team did pass away. And that book that they've put out, which it's only $3.99. <clears throat> the spotlight on books are awesome products. I do love them because they give you like little glimpses of units in certain eras. And it, it does go to help his family with, with taking care of his final expenses, which, you know, so if, if you do have like $4 sitting around and you at least want to help out, go ahead and buy the book. It's, it's worth it. I mean, not, not only because it's going to be a great product, but because of the fact that, you know, it's, Yeah. It's, it's something that's going to help his family. Um, oh, boy. So getting away from the news and getting away from ranting about different products and being misgendered by Blaine, let's talk about 
an interesting little machine. Something that does not look like what you would think it is. And this would be the Hellstar. <sighs> so first of all, I wanted to say that Mift Kitty Minis sponsors our Mech Tech segments. Uh, go ahead and check them out at bigcartel.miftkittyminis.com. Um, and Mift Kitty Minis is all one word, so it's Big Cartel. But today we're going to talk about the Hellstar. The Hellstar is a 95-ton monster of a mech. <clears throat> and while a lot of people have been talking about the Regent lately, because the Regent is the Omni-Awesome, um, this is the Clan Standard Awesome. No other way to put it. So, of course, in the tech readout for it, it talks about, it compares it to the Cygnus, uh, which is in technical read. I can't remember which readout it came in first the original one but it was also in tech readout uh tech readout jihad um and it compares it to the cygnus um partially because it's a joint project between clan wolf and exile and the uh hell's horses which it's an interesting pairing, by the way. Like, you ever think about it? It's kind of weird, like the Hell's Horses and, and the Exiled Wolves being on the same page for anything. I mean, I guess maybe they all hated... They both hated the Falcons and the... Uh, and Vlad's Wolves bad enough to, to team up. But the Hellstar is... It's a 95-ton mech. It is supported by an endosteel structure... Powered by a 380 XL engine, it gets it up to speeds of you can you can run at up to about 64 kilometers an hour, um, and it has 30 double heat sinks on this bad boy, so it has incredible heat dissipation. But there's a reason for this, and, and you'll get to it in a second. Um, and also, it's why the Hellstar sort of lives up to its name because after you account for these. 30 double heat sinks, which take up, mind you, oh God, over 20% of its mass. Um, you then have the armor. This thing is armored with 18 and a half tons of armor. I don't think it's ferrofibrous. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me check real quick. No, the standard armor. 18 and a half tons of standard armor. So it's heavily armored. It can move pretty decently for a 95 tonner. And um, it has a lot of cooling capability. Now, why do we need all this cooling capability? What What is there that makes it so beefy that it, you know, that it needs it? Well, like I said, it's the clan version of the awesome, quite literally. Uh, it's a little bit heavier, obviously. It's faster. And it has four ERPPCs, which are each head killers. Each, each of them are head cappers themselves. They, they can blow the head off of an enemy mech. Now you have four of them. Um, and it can fire all four of these every round and only build up, depending on if you walk or run, one or two heat. Uh, it has one in each arm and one in each side torso. So, like, the physical mech itself, the art for it, and any any miniatures that I've seen for it are quite svelte. They're quite, they're quite thin. Um, and it has this huge, almost, like, gallery, like, like or, or not skylight. I'm trying to think of the, the word here. It has a massive cockpit window. Um, 
like when you look at it, it, it they could have lopped off one of the sections of the cockpit window and it would have worked fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to say this was something that came out during the clicks era and then got transferred over to Battletech. I'm not sure because it does have a lot of the aesthetic of the, um, of the clicks mechs of the, the hero or mech warrior clicks, uh, the mech warrior dark age clicks game max has a lot of that aesthetic to it with the armor plates and everything. And it's some exposed, uh, hydraulics from the look of it. <clears throat> But capability-wise, I mean, it's an awesome unit. So this one here comes in at a pretty staggering 3,084 battle value. Um, but then again, figuring you're not carrying ammunition, you have four head cappers on one mech, you, you know, you're, you're pretty heavily armored, <clears throat> and you have to take off a side torso plus an engine crit to kill it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a bear to kill. Um, there are two variants. Excuse me. So, sorry about that. So, the two variants came out at the same time. Um, the first one is a slight modification, really. It adds a targeting computer, but removes five heat sinks. So... It has to do a three, four barrage where it does three and then four and then, or four, then three, then four, then three. So it, it doesn't cook the pilot. It is way more accurate than it's, um, than it's standard cousin or standard sibling, whatever you want to call it. And then finally you have the other variant that has, it rips out the PPCs for ER large lasers and has a targeting computer. Um, it also has a pair of medium pulse lasers that give it a little bit of close-in firepower if it really needs that. I mean, I would say no. It's more than capable of, of killing things without them. And it does gain an active probe and ECM suite, making it capable of blocking C3 networks and um, also capable of finding hidden enemy units, which comes in handy when you're fighting in urban areas or stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I don't think the I don't think the trade off is as big as you know, or as as good as it makes it seem. Um, the the standard with the four ER PPCs is just very deadly and very very effective. I'm going to check real quick, see if I can find the battle values for those two. Give me one second. Okay, so the Hellstar Two has a battle value of thirty five forty five. Um, as if the Hellstar 1 was not expensive enough. And Hellstar 3 is actually 3025 in BV, so it's, it's less than the other two. Um, but I don't know. It seems like you're losing some of that, that oomph with the ER largest, but I can't remember. Do they do? Oh no, they do. Oh no, they do 10 damage. So it won't rip the head off of an enemy mech, but it will make the pilot's butt pucker when that thing hits the head. Um, cause there's a possibility of a crit and you could always just vaporize the pilot. So yeah, they, they're super effective designs. They're essentially the clan take on the, on the awesome and they're, it's I like the art for it way better than I do for the standard awesome. <sighs> so let us go into the Alpha Strike stats. This is my bread and butter. This is where we live. This is Alpha Strike. Alpha Strike is so... I, I like Alpha Strike so much. 
Yes. Uh, this is, I mean, yeah, I do cater to a little bit of both, but in, in at its heart, this is an Alpha Strike-based podcast. <sighs> Sorry, everybody that is, like, head over heels for classic. This is just, this is what I prefer. Anyway, so let us get into the Hellstar in Alpha Strike. So the standard Hellstar has a point value of 55 points. And a little expensive, but not bad. Um, type is Battle Mech. Size 4, target movement modifier of 1, roll of sniper. Funnily enough, uh, the standard Hellstar has short, medium, and long values of 6. So yes, this this, this Alpha Strike card has 666 on, the, on the, the, the damage line on a mech called the Hellstar. Beautiful, isn't it? Um, attack is 10, or sorry... Armor is 10, structure is 5, it does not have an overheat value, and the only special ability it has is energy. Um, so you're crit proof, except for, well, you're, you're ammo explosion proof, but, you know, it, it's very effective. The Hellstar 2 is 56 points, tight battle mech, size 4, target move of 1, roll sniper. Once again, we get the magic 666 on the damage line. It has an overheat value of one. Remember, we ripped five double heat sinks out of this sucker, so yeah. Now the funny thing here is because of the targeting computer, the damage values go up a tiny bit, enough to give you one overheat and still maintain the 666. So for that one point, um, attack is, or armor is 10, structure is five, it has specials of energy and overheat long so you can push it to a 777 if you feel like it beauty part here you have this is a sniper that is scary like this is most of the snipers are the like 222 or or 333 they're not really that scary this thing on the other hand is just like throwing the hot mess at you it's 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 totally scary and, and creepy and like oh my god it's on the other side of the table and it is flinging all the all the the angry at me from across the table you just can't get away from it um and then and mind you though it is slow it's easy to hit but oh my god it's gonna like just totally it's gonna hurt on the way in um that sounded to so wrong anyway I guess phrasing, right? So then finally we have the Hellstar 3. Now remember how this was the cheapest one for battle value? Oh, I'm sorry, my, my chair is making all sorts of noise. This was the cheapest one for battle value, right? Um, 3,025, I believe. Point value for this one is 62 points. So this is the highest pointed one. And there's a reason for this, and we'll go into it in a moment. Uh, type battle mech, size four, target move one. Roll in this one is brawler. Uh, this one has short and medium of seven, long of five, so you're getting a little bit more punch at short and medium range. You're losing a little bit at long. No overheat value, armor 10, structure five, just like before. Um, the specials on this, and this is this is why it costs as much as it does. Not because of that 775. Yeah, that does add a little bit to the, to the point cost of the mech because you are paying for the additional, essentially it works out you're paying for the additional one point of damage at either short or medium because you're you remove one at long and then you gain one back at short or medium and then you add one more um no where this is paying for its its point cost at is that it's as opposed to the other two which are literally just beat sticks you, you just 
hit your opponent with them till they're gone. It has ECM energy probe and recon special abilities. So where the other one, <clears throat> the other one, just you know, the other two, they, they, you just hit somebody with it until they die. Um, this one, you can block C3 networks as, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you do have the ability and built up terrain to, to find enemies, which I guess is kind of useful for this because it, in an urban environment, it would be a little bit more um, capable in that regard, whereas the other two would not. But you also are not very maneuverable. And Alpha Strike, uh, for, for all my love of Alpha Strike, the only downside is you can't torso twist. You cannot put one of your arms to the back and shoot whatever's behind you. And there's a pretty good chance that you're going to end up um, getting flanked by somebody and getting shot in the back with this thing. You, you need to cover it with other units. So, like I was talking about battle lances before, this would be an awesome addition to, if you take the brawler, it would be an awesome addition to the battle lance. Um, I don't want to take the brawler, to be honest. You could also take this as essentially a direct fire support unit. Take it as a fire support unit, give it... Um, shoot uh i can't remember the special ability it cuts down the ranges um yeah it's going to be in the open but it's going to be able to just shoot the living yeah it, it's not going to be fun for your opponent um because this thing if you if you have this in a in the right kind of fire support lance it's just going to tag everything at long range and make them wish so badly that they, they didn't have to deal with it um, depending on what format you're playing, like if you're playing where they can only, you can only have two of the same mech with two, you know, and they have to be variants, then you can have the standard and you can have the two, and you have essentially two of the same mech. Um, and you're meeting two thirds, I want to say it is, of the requirements for the fire support lanes, you know, so totally awesome, totally powerful. And uh, yeah, so I do believe that there is an official miniature for this model, but I would highly recommend going to Miff Kitty Minis. Uh, like I said, uh, bigcartel.miffkittyminis.com. They have a proxy that works very well for this model called the Morning Star. And the Morning Star, beautiful looking model. Um, and yeah, it's it's proportion quite well compared to the catalyst models and you know I, I would say that if, if you want something to represent this go there pick that up it's like eight dollars um and five for shipping but every other additional item you buy is like 50 cents so yeah you can you can pretty quickly you know get your money's worth through them. And like with this mech, especially this is awesome mech and no pun intended there. It's more awesome than the awesome. So that is it for this evening. Um, if you do like the podcast, please feel free to join our Patreon. Um, the Patreon is patreon.com slash unicorn company. Um, also check us out on Facebook at the, uh, Unicorn Company, a Battletech podcast. And we are also on Discord. If you would like, if you need a link to the Discord server, uh, there should be one in the, uh, Facebook group. 
And um, until next time, I hope that everybody here has a great day, great evening, great whatever it is where you are. Um, so, yeah. Y'all have a good one. This is Carrie signing off. <laughs>